am so glad you found my show because the game is about to change for you. Yes, and is the only mantra you need to amplify the quality of your life. And this podcast is going to show you how. We'll explore high vibe living, entrepreneurship, and how to build habits that last. All through the lens of an improviser. See, the improv mindset keeps you moving forward without a script. And all you have to do is let the words yes and illuminate the path. Okay, did we just become best friends? Well, you certainly found your new favorite podcast. Yes and with me, Judy Holler. Let's do this. This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to episode 73 brought to you today from the Soul CBD studio. Listen, if there is one way I love to reduce my anxiety and catch a vibe, it is with CBD and using Soul CBD's oil droppers under my tongue every morning has become a much loved ritual in my life. And honestly, Soul CBD and CBD in general is legit a secret weapon. So I am beyond excited to have them as a podcast sponsor and to be able to share them with you. And each time you shop using Yes And 1-5, that's Yes And 15, you're not only going to catch a vibe, get a discount, but you're going to be supporting this podcast and the team it takes to produce it each week for you. So do me a favor, check out Soul CBD. We have a link in the show notes to shop and learn more. Welcome back or welcome to the show. I'm so glad you are here and buckle up. This is going to be such a beautiful conversation with the one and only goddess herself, Kelly Tenet. I mean, listen, if you are wanting to realign, right? If you want to reframe your relationship with yourself, right? To really tap into your values, what they are. If you want to channel ooh, your inner goddess, become more powerful, move with and through confidence, have more fun. And oh, by the way, realize that you are a light. You are a divine light on a path to something bigger. This is the conversation for you and Kelly Tennant is the woman to be listening to. I'm telling you, we go there, we talk about spirituality and sexuality and moving through trauma and confidence and imposter syndrome and intuition, trusting that. And oh my gosh, so much more. Uh, It's so empowering to sit down with women who make me want to be a better woman, right? That make me want to be braver and bolder and women who inspire me to think bigger and to go deeper and to allow myself to have the fun and the joy and the pleasure in life that I so deserve. And Kelly's one of those women for me. She came into my stratosphere uh, through this podcast. She uh, is the CEO of the media company that produces the show, Soul Fire Productions. And I'll give you more of a formal introduction on Kelly soon, but let me tell you something. She is a woman to watch. She is uh, so, so beautiful and so spiritual 
And she makes me want to be a better and braver woman. And I love having women like that in my life. And I cannot wait to share her with you. So formerly, I mean, Kelly is a media company owner. She co-owns Soul Fire Productions, the company that produces the show and so many other brave podcasts that are not afraid to rattle the cage. I mean, we've got healers and witches and sex therapists and all kinds of good stuff. You should check out Soul Fire Productions if you're interested to learn more. We'll link up in the show notes. And my goodness, we've got an incredible network of podcasters. So if you're searching for some soul shifting content, you might just find it in the Soul Fire Productions family of podcasts. Uh, Kelly is a top 50 podcaster herself. Her show, The Kelly Show, oh my God, it'll crack you wide open. And it's really a show that lives at the intersection of spiritual and sexual liberation. She helps women break free from a lineage of toxic lies and rules. She is a former athlete. She was a professional volleyball player, played for USC. She was on television. She built a very successful career in television sports reporting. And now Kelly um, not only runs her media company, but she's an intuitive facilitator, a Reiki and hypnosis practitioner. She facilitates facilitates really beautiful women's circles and uh, digs plant medicine. And she's also recently alcohol free as well, which is so fun and so high vibe. She is sexy. She is deep. She is interesting as fuck. And she is not afraid to go there. I love people like this. I love women like this. And I am so excited to share this goddess with you. So grab a coffee, light a candle, and listen in on my chat with Kelly Tennant. Kelly fucking Tennant. Hi, goddess. Hey. I'm so glad you're here. Oh my gosh, I'm honored. Are you kidding me? Oh, girl, I mean, you have been such a woman to watch in my life. Like the glow up, the evolution, the bravery, the boldness. I mean, we're going to talk about all of that today, okay? Um, but first, are you open to a little improv with me this morning. Always like a card deck improv. So here's the thing, Kelly, I like to open the show with the card pull, um, mainly because you pull a card and you let it inspire your vibe, the show flow. But I also love this moment of like not having a script and having no fucking clue what card we're going to pull. So it's early for you. You're on, you're in Denver. So it's 8am, 10am for me. Let's just see what the fuck happens, um, with this card. Okay. I'm going to yes, give it a please. shuffle. I'm using, by the way, you guys, and we link up in the show notes. I'm Using Rebecca Campbell's Work Your Light Oracle card deck. Uh, you know this card deck, don't you, Kelly? I do. It's my go-to, actually. I have like four decks now, but that's my favorite. Oh, it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then I've well. got, and they're so beautiful. They're so beautiful. The artwork is by <laughs> Danielle Noel, and it's so beautiful. And I've shuffled three times. All right, Kelly, I'm going to pull a card. Let's see what happens. We'll close our eyes. Okay. I'm so excited and so nervous. Why am I so nervous about what this card is? Okay, here we go. We have pulled Akasha. Mm -hmm. Your guidance is divinely guided. So let's go to the book, Kelly. Let's go to the book. Um, do you know what this card means? I have to still look things up. I, I think I've only, I don't think I've ever pulled that. I think someone else has pulled okay. that when I'm with Holy them, shit. So, so this could be big. Okay. So we've never pulled, I've never pulled Akasha. So it's AKA 
S-H-A. And here's what it means. You ready? Okay, it exists in the fifth dimension and the library of souls. Who knew, first of all, there was a fucking library of souls. That's kind of dope. All soul contracts, history, gifts, lessons, and more exist here, okay, in your library of souls. We each have access to this information of the past, present, and future and can tap into it at any time. While we all have free will, there are also points on the timeline of our lives that are predestined or pre-planned soul contracts or agreements that were made before you were incarnated, right? It could be a company you chose to work for, a relationship you plan to have, or a person you agreed to mentor or help. Whatever it is, know that it is divinely guided and will not bypass you. So if you are waiting, you listening, me, Kelly, if any of us are waiting for a sign to proceed, this card is it. You are likely living out an important part of your soul's journey and you are exactly where you need to be. And this is very fucking exciting. It didn't drop the F-bomb, but I wish it did. It's the time to call in the support of your helpers, both in the physical realm and in the spirit world to trust I have goosebumps right now and I'll tell you why. To trust the signs coming, to take note of your dreams, to notice any feelings or visions that you receive. For you are tapping into the wisdom of the Akasha and you are be giving, you are being given the go-ahead to proceed. So Kelly, what does that card mean for you right now? Anything coming up? Oh my gosh, so many things coming up. Um, <sighs> shit. I think the thing that I want to share based on what you just read. Um, I read this book called journey of souls Mm. and it is the most incredible book I've ever read. And I'm the type of person like you, very curious. I want to know all the things. I have so many questions like, <laughs> what is the point of life? Why are we Which here? Which makes you, by the way, a great podcaster. Thank I think you. podcasters have to be curious yes. AF, right? Yes, totally. Yeah. And so I've, and I've been in, you know, radical transformation and shifting for about three years now in this space. And I just always have more questions. And so I picked up this book at the recommendation of a few of my closest friends and it rocked my world. Like it fucked me up in the best way Mm. because you were talking about souls and reincarnation Mm. and contracts and what this book does. So it's done by this um, hypnotist in the seventies and he, he basically uh, goes through and shares all of these different client experience he's had. And he, he hypnotizes his clients and he takes them into whether it's between life and death or when they're on the other side and they're in their soul form. And he asks them questions and he asks them to share, what do they see? What are you experiencing? And every one of his clients who have never met each other and have never done this before, Mm. explain the same shit with the same language of what the other side is and how they get there and what the, the difficulties are. And they talk about your, your like soul pods basically. So, so maybe you were my mom in another life. And then we decided mm. in this life, uh, in order for us to learn the lessons we need to learn, now we're going to be colleagues or partners or whatever. Um, and so it helps you understand that everyone comes down here with a very clear path. Everyone chooses to have this human experience and all the lessons that come forward are things that we choose and are for us. 
So it really puts you back in the power seat of your life, I feel. And it also helps you understand that um, everyone is on their path and you don't have to take it on and that you can respect Mm. whether it's someone did something really horrible and it's like, that's not for me to take on, but to also honor where they are and that's what they need in this life. And it doesn't make it quote unquote, okay, but that's their path. And it, I think allows us to, um, really understand sovereignty and choice and that we are in the driver's seat and we chose all of these things happening before we ever reincarnated into this body. And so the Akashic records are so powerful because they really hold so many of those answers for us. And it's like you said, it's like this library, right? And you can tap into it at any time. Um, and so, yeah, it's just so many things came up with that. I love that. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. Can I ask you, you are such, well, you're a light, but you have this way. I feel like when I talk to you, even through a camera, right? Even through most of our meetings, right? Have been virtually because Mm -hmm. of the COVID world we're living in and everything. Yet I feel like I know you and you have this beautiful way of seeing people without judgment. And I think we need so much more of that in the world. I think we are in a a very dangerous place where there are so many beautiful dreams that will die inside uh, beautiful souls because we're afraid of being too much of whatever these days, because God forbid someone's offended. You know what I mean? So back to you and the way you make me feel feel and everything you just said what makes you this way like have you (laughs) always been sort of intuitive I mean you call yourself an an intuitive right A, a, a healer of sorts how did Kelly get to this point what makes you so in the light you know what makes you this way thank you I that means so much to me from you. Why do I always want to cry when I'm with you? God. Oh my God, are we already uh, I just love you. Um, Back at you. Thank you. I, I was the most judgmental person of all time my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of raised to be that way. Um, and it was very much a hierarchy of my parents teaching me that I'm better than other people. Um, and I under, my mom passed away last year. So I have like this deep reverence and understanding that I didn't have when she was alive for her pain and her insecurities that I feel were really projected onto me and then created my experience as a, as a young woman. And it's been over the last three years where I've really had to take fucking radical responsibility for myself. And yes, like I, we are all products of our parents. And then yes, we also have choice. Yeah. Yes. And right. And Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for the woman that they brought me up to be and there's so much room for growth. And I just started to see how judgmental I was of everyone around me and what that was was just a reflection of my internal experience. And I was, I hated myself. I hated my life. I hated who I was. I didn't know who I was. I was so difficult on myself. And the last few years have just been this kind of reckoning of coming home and realizing if you're not so hard on yourself and so judgmental of yourself, what experience does that create for you in the world? And I just had to start asking myself really difficult questions and being really honest of why do you feel the need to prove you're better than other people? Why is it always a competition? Why are you, <sighs> why do you want to, t- you know, bring some woman down to make yourself feel better? Why is this what's in your belief system? And I just started kind of chopping it all down. And 
I started to have compassion for myself and grace and realizing, you know, I, I, my parents called me perfect Kelly my whole life. And that's how I tried to be. And if I, I mean, I swear to God, my mom always tells this story about how every time my sandwich would fall apart, if she made me a sandwich and it fell apart, I would go into a complete meltdown because I felt like it's not perfect. It's not together. Like something's wrong. And that's how I operated at that level of anxiety from like three years old on. And so I started to realize, okay, well, perfect doesn't exist. So I don't need to try and attain this thing. I don't always need to have the gold star. It's not about being better than other people. And all of these new patterns and belief systems were created and I started to understand myself better. And so now, yes, I have always been intuitive. I just wasn't really tapped into it. And I allowed myself to be open. I allowed myself to let go of all the noise and get quiet and ask myself, who am I and what is it that I want? Not living for other people, not tearing other people down to make myself feel better. And it's kind of all in this really interesting way kind of led me to this point where I do feel like I'm able to see people really clearly and I'm still judgmental. I'm a human. That's, you know, what happens when you have an ego, but I do, my intention when I show up is to not have judgment and to really love people for who they are. And also we're all mirrors for each other, especially women. And I've learned that so much. What I see in you and what I love about you or what annoys me about you, it's all just reflections back to me and little things for me to be able to see. So if I'm judging you, I'm really just judging myself. Yes. Ooh, that's big. I hope everybody just heard that. I think that's a, that's an intuitive moment right there. That's a bit of an awakening. I'm always thinking about that when a woman triggers me specifically or something happens out in the world and I'm, ooh, rattled. I think, okay, what is that? And I think that's a moment of being intuitive, right? To say, okay, instead of reacting, what is it in her that is annoying me? Cause it could be a shadow side of myself that I'm not ready to deal with. And I think that is an awakening. I want to, I want to click back into something. Perfectionism. Mm. How does that manifest for you these days in your work, in your professional life, in your podcasting, in what you create, in your community building? Like, are you in recovery there? <laughs> like, yes. where are you with perfectionism? Because it is it is a shadow side for me that can bring me into despair and, and deep depression uh, because if things don't go right, I can hate on myself. And it mm-hmm. is not a good place to be. <laughs> so mm-hmm. how does it show up for you? And more importantly, how do you work through it and with yes, it? Yes. I feel that so hard, girl. Um, yeah. Recovering perfectionist and people pleaser is what I call myself. Oh my God. Same. Uh, and it feels really nice to, I like, is there a cure <laughs> yeah, for this disease? Uh, I'm going to go with a no. Um, yeah. I think it's like a beautiful part of who we are is to strive for things to look beautiful and feel good and be Mm. a certain way. And at the same time, it's also just mirroring back to us our deepest insecurities and wounds that we get to look at. And I think that at the end of the day, you have awareness and awareness is the biggest thing is to just see it when it's happening, when it's manifesting in your life. I know when I'm going into perfectionist people pleaser mode Mm -hmm. and I watch myself almost from a bird's eye view and I look down, I'm like, Oh, cute Kelly, you're doing that thing again. Oh, (laughs) what is it that you actually need right now? Oh, you need to be held and given a hug. Okay. Got it. Um, 
Yeah. So I think having the awareness is the biggest thing for me. I, I think perfectionism is more in the control of the outcome and how yes. it's going to look on the way there. Yes. And I see it pop up less and less, but I definitely, I mean, even in soul fire, the media company I run that you're a part of, um, with our clients, we have like a very clear structure of how things go. And our clients also have their own clear structure of how things go. And um, the light and dark side of this is that we support a bunch of really badass, strong women who have a lot of opinions and feelings. And so that has been hilarious for me because I have really had to relinquish control and be like, I'm not trying to control my clients. Like if they want to do a thing, go do your fucking thing. Like it's not a reflection of me. I'm here to hold space for you and support you without judgment, period end of statement. So however your journey needs to go, like that's what it is. And I, I just don't take it on anymore. And I don't have expectations of like, it needs to look like this because what if, I mean, I'm just using this as an example. What if Judy says, well, I'm going to do it this way and it's going to look like this. And this is my time frame, And that's completely the opposite of the way we do it. If I relinquish my control of how it needs to look, what if I get to learn something really profound from you? And that was my lesson in letting go of my attachment. I actually learned a really profound lesson from you. And now my company is even better because of it. Had I not let go, I would never have seen that and had that opportunity. And so I think a lot of it is just releasing the grip and Mm. understanding that I get to be in trust. And that's, so that's how I deal with it. I trust that when something doesn't work out, when something falls apart, or I get to know that that was meant to be. Mm. And so I have stopped for the most part questioning because I believe that when we question and when we start doubting, that is what sends us into the spiral. And that is telling the universe and ourselves, well, you are not to be trusted. And so how do we expect to bring beautiful things into our lives and manifest these great visions and greatness when we're like, "Mm, I'm not sure, maybe not. Oh, I wasn't good enough. Oh, that was blah, blah, blah. That wasn't perfect. Okay. Well, I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy. Right. That's the spiral we go down, especially as women. I'm like, I'm not playing this fucking game. If that client doesn't want to work with me, I'm just like, I wish you the best of luck. XOXO. Mm. And then they come back to me in six months and they're like, um, can I work with you? Because I just trust. I'm like, this shit's meant to be however it is. And it's all okay. And like, I learned this when I worked in television and it was so important. I was like 25 years old covering the Lakers. First time ever really reading a teleprompter, having a panic attack because I'm making a shit ton of money and I'm like a baby in the industry, right? No pressure. And I remember the day I was sitting in this chair hosting my first ever show and I am not doing great and I'm panicking. And so the commercial break comes in and my producer comes into my ear. His name is Brandon Moore. I will never forget this man for the rest of my life. And he goes, Hey Kelly. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, we're not curing cancer. We're hosting a television show and we're talking about basketball. Let it go everything's okay. And I was like, that's it. I am not curing cancer. I'm not like rescuing someone from drowning. Like I'm literally hosting a podcast, running a media company. Like we're just doing the thing. Yeah. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. Oh my God. That story is so (laughs) relatable and so good. And I'm so glad you shared it. And so much of what you just touched on, the way you surrender, the way you trust, the way you sit in play versus control is improv baby. And I think for a type A 
Enneagram seven like myself, um, who is a recovering perfectionist and will likely deal with that the rest of my life. I joke, but I don't joke when I say that improv saved my life and it saves my life and it saved my business and my life throughout COVID. Because anytime I feel called into the trauma of control and into the black hole of um, self deprecation, self-hate, sometimes self-loathing, I remember, holy shit, you know what, Judy, if you are not having fun, baby, what is the point? Do you know what I mean? Like you, and it doesn't mean that you don't take your media company seriously and that you, you don't take your life seriously and that you don't take your work seriously, but Jesus Christ, if we're not having fun, what's the point? So chill the fuck out. And I love that you had that moment in your TV career where you had someone reminding you like, girl, you have the power. Now you just need to trust that what you have is enough. A hundred percent. That isn't easy, but it's a gift. You yeah. Know? And I think the thing that's really helped me so Connor and I, my boyfriend Connor and I went through somatic therapy together and what's that? What's that? Somatic, somatic somatic therapy shows up in a few different ways. You can do it um through breath work, through yoga. Um a lot of it is very much like it's it's the body, right? It's moving things physically through the body. Mm. We did a sexological. Ooh. Um so they actually Yeah, they actually uh the facilitators, practitioners, uh, bring you to orgasm to rewire you (laughs) (laughs) from pain to pleasure. This is like a whole nother podcast episode. We'll have to have you back on (laughs) to talk all things. I mean, you can search all things, Kelly, because my goodness, you are not afraid to go there, but I love how you, um, are exploring what it looks like to, to be. Thank in you. in womanhood and to and to do that and to uh be sexual and and I love that you're exploring that with Connor so this is essentially like a therapy session uh where you come okay so come pun intended to orgasm and then what happens yes okay so that's not what I was gonna talk about oh, but we shit. can no but it's okay I'll tell you because I brought it up so you now people are gonna be story, like what the I'm fuck intrigued. so I'm intrigued. so um there's two different parts to it. There's, um, so they do like the talk therapy where you're working with the facilitators and they're, um, they're like sex therapists. Right. Um, but then there's, um, the physical part. So you're on the table for about three hours and the first hour and a half. Yeah. With breaks. Um, but the first hour and a half, it's almost like if you think of like a fascial tissue, like deep tissue massage, but they're, Basically, trauma is stored in the body, in your tissue, in your organs. And so you can have um, you can have like past life experiences come up. You can have trauma come up, all these different things. And so the goal on the table is to bring all of that forward and up and out. And so wow. like for me, I've dealt with sexual trauma. So mm-hmm. I used a pillow and was like punching it and screaming and saying all the things that I didn't, didn't get to say to the person oh. who held me down wow. and that kind of stuff. Um, so you can work through a lot of different things. And then the second half... The, the practitioners are like bringing you from that pain and then they're rewiring your nervous system into pleasure. And so the goal is not to necessarily orgasm, but the goal is to allow your body to almost rest into pleasure because we're always, for the most part, at such a heightened state of pain and suffering. And so our bodies don't even know what actual pleasure and receiving feels like. So you're teaching your body in an actual physical way, how to receive and be in pleasure. So it's really profound and beautiful. 
Right. And we don't do that enough. I mean, we are always in a hurry, a hurry going nowhere. So, so much so that we don't even enjoy some of the blessings that we're receiving right mm-hmm. here, right now in the moment. And so that's a big gift of the improv theater, really trusting the now, the moment, the right here. And I think when we think of wealth consciousness and body consciousness and life consciousness, it's all existing right here, right fucking now. And yeah, you can have goals and dreams and all that shit you want to do in the future. But if you aren't taking action and being awake in the right now, my goodness, you could miss some of the most important, beautiful, magical moments. And I, that is easier said than done, I think. Yeah. So this sounds like work that can be done to help reinforce just sort of the moment of now so that you can feel the pleasure that you deserve. I think so many people don't give themselves the pleasure, whether it's sex, sex, sexually or physically or emotionally, like just the pleasure they deserve all around, like treating yourself, rewarding yourself, um, whatever that looks like for you. We are in a hurry going nowhere. I don't know if you feel that, but I certainly do. And I'm always trying to slow the fuck down. Oh, totally. I mean, I didn't even know what pleasure actually meant until like a yeah. year and a half ago. I didn't know really? how to ask for what I want. I didn't know. I wasn't, I didn't have a great sex life. I mean, I had a lot of sex. But I was kind of like this plaything for men to like use as a vessel for themselves. Um, I didn't understand what any of that meant. And I learned a lot during somatic therapy and just being in relationship with Connor and just, you know, being in practice every day of embodiment and asking myself, what do you want? What are your desires in Mm -hmm. sex, in your career, in your day to day life? And this is the point I was getting to before is core values. So I had never figured out or had a conversation around what my core values were. And in one of the sessions we had with Heike, our therapist, she had Connor and I sit next to each other and in our separate journals, write down our core values. And we had all the same core values. And I bring that up because I now, whenever I work with someone, help them to write down and figure out what their core values are. Because when you know what your core values are, you get to have perspective and you get to let things go that don't align with your core values. And if play and freedom are two of my main core values, anything that doesn't feed that goes. And I don't even question it now because I know that I want to have fun and play and be free and light and all of that. And so if that means that, you know, I'm being judgmental of someone or if I'm being hard on myself or I'm stressing about some dumb logistical bullshit, I'm like, does that feed into play and freedom no oh okay no. bye bye well, what bye. A great, what is, bye amanda my t- team and i we love the bye emoji you know how some people on social media will be like oh this is i'm offended i'm unfollowing instead of responding we just like put the hand emoji yes. bye like <laughs> See you later. And now we say that all the time when someone's annoying. But I love that because you can, and so guys, homework assignment right now. Yes, and fam, if you haven't sat down lately and boy, have we all changed through everything that's gone on in the last 18 18 months and beyond. If you haven't sat down to like realign yourself with your core values, if you're sitting here thinking, what the fuck are my core values? Yo, it is time to make that happen. Get out your journal, get out your favorite pen and make that shit happen. Because I think as a business owner, Kelly, for me getting clear on those core values is how we aligned our business values. Because at the end of the day, the way I look at things is there's Judy, the human, there's Judy, the CEO that runs the business. And then there's Judy, the brand and the voice and all three there's, it's great to have all three of those Judy's, but the CEO and the brand, i.e. the voice works for me. 
Judy the Hebrew. Yes. Okay. And I think that was a massive shift that happened for me in March when I, you know, went out to Palm Springs to work with this coach. He was like, everybody works for you, the human being. So who is the human being? And then you can align your doings with the way you want to be in the world. Yes. And I have goosebumps all over my body because I love that you did that with Connor. It makes me want to do that with Scott. I'm like, when was the last time we've sat down and fucking did that? You know, I, I don't know if we have. And so two park home, two park homework assignment, go do that with your spouse, partner, significant other, and do it for yourself. Okay, taking a quick pause here to talk about running a business and being an entrepreneur, which, oh, by the way, is not for the faint of heart. It's hard work. It can be high stress and it requires focus, energy, and stamina. Plus, it requires sleep because every time you sleep, your cells turn over and recreate themselves, which basically means that you two are reborn every morning. And isn't that exciting to think about? So getting good sleep is critical, especially when you're living that entrepreneurial life. And Soul CBD helps me do that with their CBD gummies and bath bombs. It's my favorite stress-free combination. So one of my favorite pre-sleep rituals is to throw a CBD bath bomb in the tub, light a candle and take two gummies. And by the time I get out of the tub, I've caught a certified vibe. Then I make sure my phone is across the room, not by my bed. I read some fiction to get my mind off the world and into my dreams. <sighs> it is straight up bliss. All of Soul CBD's products are 99% hemp derived, non-toxic, organic, and sustainably sourced. Basically, this means it's really good shit. I am so pumped to have Soul CBD as a podcast sponsor because I'm really, truly obsessed with their products and I know you will be too. Make sure you check them out. There's a link in the show notes. And when you go shopping, use yes and one five, yes and 15 at checkout because you'll not only get one step closer to reducing your anxiety, you'll get 15% off and be supporting this podcast and the team it takes to produce it for you. I've linked up in the show notes for all the things so you can shop and learn more about this incredible product and company. Make sure you use YesAnd15 at checkout. So Kali, uh, Kali, Kali, <laughs> Kelly. That's, that is not a slip of the tongue. Kali is like this incredible goddess Kali? who I have, like she has come up for me so much over the last Shut three up. years. Yeah, I don't, I don't know like all the specifics around her, but oh, very present. Kali. K-A-L-I. Okay. So Kali, the goddess, you are a goddess. Okay. So this is like Kali. This is a per perfect segue uh, into maybe she's a confident goddess because I really see you as someone that is so confident. Like you emulate this to me and for me. And I love following you. I, um, when I need to channel my inner goddess, um, you're someone I <laughs> will click on your Instagram stories. I'll go to your Instagram pages. I'm like, okay, Judy, you've got this. You've got this. So, you know, you're not afraid to go there. I mean, do you feel, do you feel confident? Yes. And, um, still have a lot of insecurities. And okay. I think this is a daily conversation and experience for me of like cool. really practicing embodying the confidence. Um, I, you know, self-doubt and self-sabotage and fear of not being good enough. And am I doing enough? And 
I'm still figuring that out for myself. And so I, I'm in such a different operating system now. Like I started my morning with an hour of reading, snuggling with the dogs. Okay. I was going to ask you that. What, like, so pin that because I want to know what your mornings are like. I want to know how Kelly Tennant wakes up and what she does. Yes. Totally. And like, it's so different than how I used to be. And I, I just took a week off of work. I had one meeting last week. In eight days of being gone. And I put an away thing on my email for a week. And so these are really new experiences for me. And so I I feel very uncomfortable often, which is who I am. And I like to create discomfort because I learn a lot and it allows me to quote unquote up level into this like new energy or whatever you want to call it. Um, so yes, vibration. I, yes, vibration, like holding that frequency. And that is what mm. I choose. And at the same time, I still, I will revert back to old patterns of I'm yeah. not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. Um, they're better than me. They're, they're more successful in their business. Yeah. Um, you know, we're having a record month next month of launching six, six new shows it's in Soul Fire. I got the email. I was like, look at the fam. We are growing, we are growing. insanely. And I haven't even marketed it. Yeah. And so it's like word of mouth. You know how many DMs I get? Who does your videos? Who does this? I'm like, so far, so far, so far. I mean, you know what I mean? So I hope good. Let's go. Let's go build that empire, girl. You're doing it. And it's funny because it's like that will happen. Yeah. And my old self is like, okay, but if you don't have six the next month, then what's wrong with you? Right. And so I really had to sit with that because we're actually not taking on new shows next month because we did so many this month. And I had to sit with like, no, that's actually great and okay. And can you be happy right now Mm. and not constantly striving for this thing? And I feel like maybe this to a lot of people doesn't sound like a confidence conversation, but for me, this is how my brain and my experience works. Like that all feeds into my confidence and trust in self. When I trust myself and I trust my knowing and I am guided by my intuition and I am a clear channel for my Mm. highest self and my guides and having those conversations and really receiving, I am the most confident version of myself possible. It is when I abandon myself and I leave myself and I start reaching for all this external shit and accomplishments and doing that I am not confident because I go back to this old version of me who was just so run down and exhausted and believed she was nothing. And so I really align back with, okay, this is my frequency now. This is who I choose to be. I am Ugh. in choice and I have the power and I'm in the driver's seat of my life. And this is how I choose to be. So those blips will come up and then I just sit with it. And I'm like, what do you, again, what do you actually need right now? Usually I need a hug or I need to acknowledge myself, or I just need like five minutes alone without a bunch of shit. Right. Coming up because there's shit everywhere. Yeah. I love that so much. Just being, I love one of the things you just said, being in choice, being in choice. That is so big and so beautiful. Uh, What are some of those things that get in your way? Do you get into the social media spiral? Because there are times I, I am really, it is like, there are so many beautiful things about social media, right? Because I've met so many incredible people. I've been able to grow my business. You guys get it, right? But I can click open the app and be so high vibe and in an instant question everything. And um, 
some of that is internal work that I need to continue to do on myself. Some of that is me maybe seeing a, a shadow side in myself that I'm not ready to deal with. Maybe it is um, deeper inner work that I need to do. And I realize that the app and all apps and iPhones in general were really designed to addict us, right? And it is one of the new drugs. And as I've put down alcohol and sort of started vibrating at a whole new frequency, I'm really attuned to and awake to the things that take that piece away from me. And God damn it, Kelly, my phone is like, it's like, but I, you know, so I struggle with this like, fear of like, oh my God, well, how will I run my business? How will anything be successful without it? And oh my God, everybody's going to forget about me. And oh my God. And what if I go away for five days? How will it work? And it sounds like you just did for eight ish days. I mean, you hung out on social, but you were still running a business and you stepped away from it. I mean, let's talk about that. Does, how do you get back in control? You run a media company. How do you balance the need for connection, right, digitally with the need for connection physically, you know, to yourself and sort of with Kelly as like the human being, because I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with it, you know, and mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are. Yeah, so much there. And I'm really glad you bring this forward. Um, the first thing that comes up for me is that I just chose to stop trying. Okay. I just tried so hard. Let me okay, Judy's amazing at doing these really cool, fun reels. Okay. Well now I have to do that. And if I don't right. do it as oh good God, as I do this all the time, if I don't do it as well as Judy, then like I suck and I'm not funny and people aren't going to engage with me. Yes. Like this was the constant narrative, whether it was interviews or posts or captions. And I was like, fuck this. Like I'm done trying because exhausting. when I try, yeah, I'm exhausted. I'm outside of myself and I'm mm trying to make you see me a certain way. So you yes. will respond in the way I want you to respond to me. And for those fuck. likes and those hearts and those comments and those shares. And right? it doesn't yeah. come when I try, yeah. it doesn't come. People Same. feel that energy and they're like, go fuck yourself. Like, please, yes. when I just show up, when I feel I want to show up and I mm -hmm. share from my heart, I am, I think I can say this safely. I'm one of the most vulnerable people on the internet. Yeah. yeah. People feel that and it, we yeah. relate because it's not like I'm trying to talk down to you or be something and make you see me a certain way. I'm like, yo, this is me. This is what we're doing. Yep. This is life. Hi, I'm human. And yeah. people feel that. And so I think that's the first thing. The second thing is my girlfriend's reflected something to me this last week, which really was so beautiful. And I'm so grateful. And they said, Kelly, you speak without words. You are constantly speaking mm -hmm. and it's the way you embody who you are and what you believe. And so, yeah, I didn't show up in a work way last week. I showed up in, I'm on vacation with six of my closest friends and I have worked my ass off for years to cultivate this and to allow yeah. myself to receive from the yeah. feminine and be held. And I'm going to show you like this. I'm going to show you what fun and play and connection and sisterhood actually is, but I'm not yeah. going to talk to you about it. Mm. And I got so many DMS over the last week of like, how did you do this? Show me more. Like, this is incredible. I love seeing you like this. I, yeah. I didn't realize that like sisterhood was possible in this way. I didn't say a word. I just was like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And so that's the second. And then the third thing with like work and being away when I leave, this is hilarious to me. When I leave, we get so many clients. <laughs> 
I kid you fucking Isn't not, Judy. Like, I swear to God, we're in Moab, Utah without service, and we get two massive clients in Yay. one day. What are the odds? And I didn't even have to try. They came through another client. Yeah. And they happen to be people I knew really well, like five years ago. I mean, it's just, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. Cause when I'm attached to my company mm -hmm. and the whole thing has to revolve yeah. around me and I am the center because it makes me valuable yeah. and important and wanted, 100%. then yeah. like the company struggles because that is not how it wants to operate. I believe our company has its own consciousness and energy and it yeah. wants to, it wants to evolve and be free flowing and be unattached. Mm. And mm. I have chosen to operate in that way in response to that and knowing that. And so when I, when I invite it to be that way and I invite myself to be that way, then things are energetically attracted to it. It becomes magnetic. Yeah. yeah. It starts to become in flow, right? I'm so in that space. I so relate to you so, so much you know, I'm going through, as you know, some of the details intimately and the community is starting to learn some of the, the, the reveal of mm -hmm. where we're going as we build this house of and right. Really focusing our energetic and, uh, oh gosh, our energetic and our, what's the word I'm looking for when I think like, so this is, this is like a perfect segue. The tongue tiedness is because there is so much, I have so much fear in me because I am letting go of control. We are building something energetically that is going to sort of exist outside of Judy Holler, right? And even talking about myself in third person is super weird, but really it was it that's on purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's designed that way on purpose. And so we're trying to align the brand energetically with this notion that and really is the transformative power Um that can open doors for you and unlock possibility. And I have been deep in some headspace because it is requiring me to team up, to squat up, to build things I've never built, uh, do things I've never done. And this means Judy Holler is no longer in full control of that process. Certainly I have my eyes on everything going on, but I have to trust, right? I have to trust this team of 18 people. I have to trust in Amanda. I have to trust in myself. And I have been having like, I haven't felt panic in a long time, but I'm feeling it again. Mm -hmm. And it's because I am entering and be a new space and I'm becoming a version of myself that I've never been before. And I think, um, we all experienced that. I mean, did you feel any of that when you were building soul fire? I mean, as you watch this brand that is outside of Kelly Tennant, right? Cause you've been Kelly Tennant, the brand, the television, all the things that you've done and built in your career. Now you've got this company that is bigger and outside of Kelly, a part of Kelly, did you freak out? <laughs> and do you freak out? You're as like asking for a friend. <laughs> and I'm simply asking for a friend because I am deep in some fear here. And I just want to make sure that I don't fuck it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And here's what I would offer to you is, did you ever really have control? Mm. Yeah. Fuck. No, we're never in control. Right. So I would, yeah. if I were you, and this helps me, is to shift the narrative out of I am losing control or I feel out of control into I am stepping into such deep trust with myself mm -hmm. that it allows everything I ever wanted to be attracted into my space. 
Yeah. That's so that's good. what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. Cause you're actually, yeah. you're the, the furthest thing from out of control. You're deep in yeah. self-trust, which is bringing on fear because you've never trusted yourself this way. Not and you're, way. you're seeing what happens when you do. And so there's like this, Oh, okay. I'm going to go here. Oh, let me take a couple steps back. Oh, Ooh, let me, go okay. Let me it see this safe down here. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, but Oh, I'm, I'm not safe up here. Yeah. 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 What well, was interesting when the pandemic hit and my, you know, my life, like everybody else's hit a brick wall. Right. And I worked professionally as a keynote speaker, like on the road every week. And I, there's like, I, you know, there's this Judy that I was before. Right. And I think we're all different now. You can't come out of this and be different. We've all been affected. But one of my, my uh, mentors said to me uh, two months into everything, because in March, 2020, it all stopped. Right. And I was like, oh my God, my whole calendar cleared. And I was like, what the fuck? And he looks at me and he says, who is Judy without the applause? Yes. Mm -hmm. Fuck. And I don't think I've recovered yet from the trauma of, of discovering that answer. You know, I'm now building something that's going to allow me, right, to exist outside of the applause. So as someone who transitioned from television to running, how are you, you know, I think these social media is a little bit of the applause, right? The likes, the clicks, the I see you, you're amazing and people pleasing and all the things, you know, how does Kelly exist without the applause? I mean, what are those things you're doing maybe in the morning and in the evening? What is, what do you do to make sure that she, she remains right? That work, the work, the real work, uh, that she remains strong despite the applause, despite the likes, despite the clicks and the listens and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, work it is. And I had all of that. So I, was one of the best volleyball players in the country for years. Yeah. I was on the USC, co- right? Mm-hmm. USC. Yep. Oh my I was on the cover of volleyball magazine. I had a full ride scholarship shit. everywhere. I started being recruited at 12 years old by Stanford and all these schools. Holy shit. I mean, so applause forever. Team. Like you've been a star, right? Yes. Athlete star, television star, the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. And then I chose a career in which I would continue that. And yeah. everywhere I went in LA, everyone knew me. Every, I would go to Staples Center, Dodger Stadium, walk on the field, onto the court, no questions asked. Oh my God, mm. it's Kelly Tennant, you know, right. interviewed Magic Johnson and Kobe Bryant, like yeah, did it all. Everyone knew who I was, praised mm. me, told me how beautiful I was. You know, I had all you know, famous people asking me out every day. I, I did the thing. I had the applause. Everyone loved me. They were thought I walked on water and I fucking hated myself. Yeah. You were miserable. I was miserable. And I'm like, I finally got yeah. to a point where I looked in the mirror and I was like, well, I don't really know who I am. So there's that. Um, Holy shit. and I'm not sure how I got here. And all I did was live for the applause. I've talked about that so much, especially early on in my podcast of like, that's what drove me. I would spend an hour in the bathroom at Spectrum, the network I worked for, taking selfies after I got my hair and makeup done every day. And then I would scroll in commercial breaks, just waiting to see how many people liked my fucking picture. Yeah. Talk about like so toxic in your twenties of just like waiting for people to validate you all the time. Mm -hmm. And so now Connor and I talk about this because Connor is growing his brand and is becoming more well-known and is doing such an incredible job. And really he wants to be seen and he, he wants to be famous and have accolades, which I respect so much. And it's so funny because we talk about this and I'm like, I don't want that. Like, that's just not what I'm here for. I support you in that. And if you want to be the most famous person ever, like go for it. I will cheer you on. I've had it and I don't want it anymore. 
It doesn't define me. What, what I feel so in integrity and alignment with, it's going to make me cry. Okay. I'm going to cry then too. (laughs) Oh God. I feel it coming already. I'm already emotional. (laughs) Is honestly like my favorite thing is just being on the couch with my dogs in the morning and like reading a good book and being in quiet and just like making them food and taking care of my family and connecting with my girlfriends and having conversations with people like you because like so much just doesn't matter. And I I think about this often. I think it's because my, my mom died last year and I was there when she died. I was holding her Mm. and I just thought, wow, she's not taking any of this stuff with her, but like her kids were laying with her when she died. Her family was there. And that's what matters. And it like, who's going to be there? Exactly. It's like, that's perspective. And yes, I love being of service to people. I love helping people. I love my company. I love my podcast. I do believe that I am of service to so many. And that is so important to me. And if it all went away tomorrow, I, I know my value and my worth as a soul and as a human, and it is not defined by how many downloads I have and how many people come into my course. It is just not, it is about love and connection. And that is why I think that I do speak when I'm not even speaking because I, I want to live my life and I want to be a living example that you don't have to be tied up to this identity that you think you have to have, or you're supposed to be. Mm, Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. It was so beautiful. You know, last year we all went through a lot. You had to carry on top of that, the loss of your mom. So loss of freedom, global pandemic, um, life-changing trauma in that you lost your mom, you lost your baby, which is your dog. Um, You know, for those listening right now who are deep in trauma, Mm -hmm. who are coming out of trauma or trying to come out of trauma, what light can you give them right now? Cause I'm looking at you and you are light and you've come out on the other side. And I know it's work Kelly. Cause I know you and I follow you and I see you, I listen to your show and I know you're working through stuff, but what could you give to someone who's in the darkness uh, looking for that light as they heal? Mm-hmm. I think one of the most important things is just to acknowledge what you're feeling. And I've said this a few times in the show now is I ask myself, what is I really need? I think we all want to be seen, held, loved. And we go into these dark places, you know, and I'll use death as an example. I felt like I was in shattered pieces on a floor. I was like throwing up. I feel like my whole body shut down. I couldn't get up. Like, how am I ever going to pick myself up from this? Right. And I just allowed myself to be on the floor. And I, I just ask myself, okay, what do you need today? And today I need to call my girlfriend today. I need to take a walk. One day Connor and I built a sauna after our puppy died because we like needed to do physical manual labor because we didn't know what else to do. So every day is just asking yourself, what is it that I really need? And I also believe that we are in choice in trauma as well. And it is how we Mm. respond. And you know this, it is who we get to meet within ourselves in those moments. And so I believe that if we want to move through it, we can choose that frequency. We don't have to stay in the despair and in the pain. And 
Journey of Souls really helped me with this. If anyone resonates oh. with reading it, I really believe, especially in wait. trauma, it is so powerful because it will help you. It will help you come back to yourself. It will help bring you back into choice and it will help you see that everything is happening for you mm-hmm. and you don't need to resist. Death happens for us. Losing jobs happens for us. Pandemics yes. happen for us. Yes, baby. Yes. Like we are All not victims. We yes. are in choice and we get to respond. And so if you choose, yes, of course, I'm going to be sad that my mom passed away. And I have the most amazing relationship with her now. And we talk every day and we healed so much. And so I have perspective. I choose And I chose to move through that difficulty to let it move through me and then to hold that different frequency and that energy. I believe it's a choice. Damn right it is. And I believe that yes, and is the anthem that can illuminate that choice. Uh, So if you are lost, um, yes, and can light the way. And it is a choice to not be a victim and instead be a, a brave badass that that chooses to happen to things instead of allowing things to happen to you. I'm always saying, you know, is this, is this fucking pandemic going to happen to me or am I going to happen to this pandemic? Cause let me tell you something. The house of and was born out of this pandemic, baby. Thank you for that gift. Right. I, the real Judy was born out of this pandemic. Kelly, I found you and the soul fire family in this pandemic. Right. Uh, and, Inside Scoop, some of you listening may not know this, but it was Kelly Tennant, the one and only Kelly Tennant, who essentially birthed the name of this podcast because (laughs) we used to be called the Fear Boss Show. And Kelly got me on the phone and said, I have an idea. (laughs) Think of rebranding your show. And I loved that, right? So what a beautiful way to end. When I offer up the words yes and to you, what comes up? What does that mean? And how does that make you feel? I love it. I remember early on when Connor and I started dating um, a little over two years ago and we were standing in our apartment in LA and I was crying and then I was laughing at the same time. And it was the first time that I understood duality And I looked at him and I was like, I don't understand. I'm crying and laughing at once. Like, how is this possible? (laughs) And he said, you can hold both feelings at once. And that is what yes and means to me. It means that you can have this and. It means duality. It means as your capacity for one thing grows, your capacity for another grows. The more depth of pain and sadness that I invite in and allow myself to feel, the more depth of pleasure and joy and happiness that I get to feel because that capacity grows. So yes, and is the capacity growing and our ability to hold the duality in that container. Mm, Thank you for that. And thank you for you. I am so grateful to know you, my friend. You are a light and a beauty and someone that lights the way. You know, I'm always saying, if you want to light up a room, you have to first be the light and you're one of those people. So Mm. keep it going. And thank you for the gift of you. Thank you. How can all the people who will now be obsessed with you find you? What's the best (laughs) way? Okay. Now we'll talk about social media. Of course, Instagram, Kelly's incredible to follow. We'll link up in the show notes, but anything else you think our, 
our listeners would love to know about what you're doing and where you're at. Yeah. So I did a live workshop, um, like two months ago, I think it's called unleash your goddess. And Mm. it's really, um, a lot of people were scared that I was going to make them bring out sex toys and stuff and do this whole thing. And I'm like, we're not <laughs> going to have like, from time to yes, time. we are not going to have like a masturbation station happening. Um, <laughs> but it's really about just coming back into your body and getting really mm. grounded and clear about your desires in your life, in your sex mm. life, in everything. Um, and so it's a really powerful, wor- powerful workshop that we're offering now, um, the recorded version. So it's at a very low price. Um, and we just released it this week. So if anyone's interested in more of that, like embodiment, sexual, um, embodiment work, merging the spirituality with the sexuality and, and getting into that juicy space. Um, you can go to my website. It's just kellytenant.com. Um, and you can find unleash your goddess on there. You are a goddess, my friend. Thank you. So are you. All right. I hope you loved that conversation with Kelly as much as I loved having it with Kelly. I just need to like put Kelly, like on speed dial on my phone or like keep her in my pocket. I mean, every time I talk with her, there is goosebumps and tears and high vibes. And I, I feel activated and illuminated and I always leave our conversations feeling better. And I think that's what it's all about. Find people, find women, find human beings that leave you better right? Have conversations with people that light you up instead of weigh you down. I mean, life is too short and the world is heavy enough. And Kelly is one of those humans. This was one of those conversations and I hope you loved it. So talk to me on Instagram. Uh, what did you love? What was your favorite part? Um, what do you want to hear about more of on the show? Talk to me, tag me. I love getting your DMS. I love reading your messages. I love getting your emails. So if you're not on Instagram, don't worry. You can email me anytime at hello at judyholler.com. And we have a click in the show notes. We have a voicemail system. So you can uh, leave me your voicemails. You can ask me a question. You can share your stories for a chance to be featured on the air right here with me. We go old school. I want to like click a button and play your question or share your story like old school radio. So make sure you use that feature. But either way, uh, we love hearing from you. So keep the messages coming. And as always, uh, I thank you for reviewing the show show, sharing the show, posting about the show. Every single time you do that, it helps us more than you can even imagine. And it means the world to me. So I hope you had fun. Oh my God. I hope you feel inspired and that you learned something new. And I can't wait to be here with you next week. So until we meet again, right here on the Yes and Airwaves, stay brave and keep following that. Yes, baby.